It's time to spark it up with the cantalinguists. Yeah. I mean, look what happened in Colorado. They're like, oh, Colorado's going to run out of weed. <laughs> the fact that you got to go to McDonald's and get a value meal supersized on the state, that never happens anywhere. With your hosts, April O'Connor. You need to talk weed after you go to the whorehouse because yeah, you're kind of being contemplative and wondering. <laughs> Like a store gun store, like a store gun store. <laughs> Check cash and please. Sounds familiar. And Alex Mandelberg. It's like Tyson hit her in the vagina. <laughs> that, I feel like, is where the line is. I feel like the line is, if it can make you better, it's performance enhancing. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but about Apple. Yeah. Let's do it. NYPD commissioner says weed makes violence. Restaurateurs are getting a lesson in cannabis. Don't eat shrooms if you think it's weed. And the hemp car here on the Canalinguists, your host, Alex Mandelberg, sitting with the other host who's also fucking drinking some coffee so that, you know, she can be peppy and ready to sharpen her daggers and stab them deep in me. The always awesome April O'Connor. How you doing? You ready? <laughs> and our guest this evening, the very funny, very awesome, very good friend, very f- funny dude who I performed with at uh, Hemcon this year. Give it up for Richie Lees. That was that's that was your cool intro. Did you enjoy that? that? Was a pretty cool intro. All right, cool. As long You're as you the enjoy. crowd, the goes crowd, yeah. Wow. <sighs> it was like a trippy uh, Chewbacca. <laughs> 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 Have you? I guess everyone's seen Chewbacca. Like that. That has been the most. I've never seen a video that actually really did blow up as hard as that one did. That I really genuinely You're talking enjoyed. about the lady with the mask. That yeah, I just who saw just, it yesterday. I've I've never seen a human being that that kind of happy before. What is it? It's a. There's a woman who she got this Chewbacca mask in a store, and she was live Facebook tweeting or whatever the fuck. And uh, she, she just the pure joy this woman was having. She doesn't stop laughing. She doesn't stop laughing for three and a half minutes as she's wearing a Chewbacca mask. That every time she laughs and opens her mouth, it makes the sound because the mask has a built-in speaker, and so it makes the sound, and then that makes her laugh again, which makes it the like it was like this fucking so machine pure. that wouldn't stop. It was so beautiful, it's so beautiful and pure, it was so innocent, and just like, it was right. It was correct in this. World. Oh, click on videos. Yeah, there you exactly. go. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Exactly. Right there. It's it's this is not, <laughs> it was not it's not a hard video <laughs> to fucking find. I mean, you can just fast forward in like a minute though. You gotta yeah. you gotta go in like a minute. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, there. Now fast forward a little bit more. Fast forward to when she has the mask on her face. Just keep could, going. Yeah, you could do it a minute like left in the thing. It's the yeah, dude, it's everything is Jesus, she takes forever to put on the fucking Oh, the, you know, if it was... Yeah, it would get more hits if it was less. I mean, yeah, that is the most... If I don't think a, a, a truer form of happiness has ever been recorded on a live tweet in our lives. Oh, that was I so, don't think so. It so was beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. So, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't even remember how that came up. But, yeah, that was ooh, that was a thing. That was a thing for like... Because I said Chewbacca. Yeah, that was a thing for three days in our life that everyone had to just... Everyone had to see that video. 
If you didn't, people then someone had to show it to you. Yeah. You just saw it for the first time. Yeah, it, that is no, how. No, I saw. Yeah. I saw it, but I thought it was like Bat Dad. Mm. Bat Dad was like from the Vine videos. I don't know. If yeah. That is. Bat Dad's pretty funny. Yeah. Bat Dad is pretty funny. Bat, yeah. Dad, Bat Dad is very funny. Anyway, so jumping right into the stories today. Uh, so the NYPD commissioner said uh, he blames marijuana on violent crimes in his city. <laughs> uh, anyone want to jump in and uh, be the first taker on this one? I mean, Wait, he blames violent crimes on marijuana. Yeah, he blames yeah. violent crimes on marijuana. What violent crimes? Are there I, any specifics? Uh, the article was published by the info. Like murder? Like there's no, a dude who got so stoned he killed somebody? I don't know. I mean, that's the the uh, I'm trying to find because I've been reading through it. Uh so most of the violence we see around drug trafficking involves marijuana, and I have to scratch my head as we see many states wanting to legalize marijuana for a uh, liberalization of policies. So what he's it's very counterintuitive if that's the reason because he's saying it has to do with the drug trade. The drug trade is where he finds violence and then there's – so if you legalize though, you remove the drug trade. I he's mean, not saying that people are getting stoned and being violent. I don't think he's that dumb. You're never going to you – know, I mean even if it's so legal, you still know people who buy it illegally in places that you can get it. Legally, I mean, I don't know how. I mean, it will. It'll take a lot of stuff off the streets for sure. But uh, well, this is you see that Netflix special. This is the libertarian view on most of these things. If you if if you believe in that perfect world idea that they promote, is the uh, if you legalize it and there's no illegal trade in it, violence goes down. Sure, but you're never going to get rid of like. All the illegal trade. I mean, it's going to cut down on a lot of it, but there's still like there's still like weed dealers sitting in front of fucking bot stores. Uh, Are there really? It exists. Yeah. Uh, th- so, How, but, but wait, wait, hold on. I have, I have to. I've never seen that because I've never. I, I personally, but I, I was literally. I don't know that. dudes who sell weed watching, anymore. Uh, I do. I know people who sell legal, illegal weed. <laughs> I know sure. one. Sorry, I know one. I know a handful. I know one. Uh, and I know people with rec cards who still buy weed illegally. It's not illegal. I theoretically, maybe hypothetically, do that just because I've always had I'm that. Sorry. I'm, I'm using I've always said if they illegally. switched, if they switched it back to illegal, like you weren't allowed to buy it anymore, I would want to make sure I don't miss a day. So that's why I just keep my toe in the door, <laughs> just in case. But that being said, I don't, I don't if, understand if you know why that someone that grows exists. weed and they give you some weed. That doesn't make it illegal because you didn't get it at a dispensary. It's just not in a fucking container. He's talking about I'd buying it from a it. dealer. Well, I'd trust it coming from a grower more than a dispensary. See, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about buying it from a dealer. Yeah, guy who's literally selling dime bags. You know? Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. Like the guy April. that I, when I was 15 years old in Philly or 17 years old in Philly. You know, I've never – I haven't seen those guys – in, uh, so in there's five this, years. There's this thing on Netflix. I'm sure you've seen it about it when the Colorado became legal and it's a series. And yeah. Whatever it's called. And they actually have to push a dude away from their door who's selling weed out front to the people in line to get weed. Hilarious. Well, okay. That's, that's amazing. That's pretty. That's pretty I mean, ridiculous. that's how, 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 how much there is that that actually gets in a documentary. 
That's amazing. I, 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 I'm willing to admit that when I could be wrong about it. Oh, no, it's not but, wrong or right. But I, I, yeah, it's, it's I, far between for sure. I don't. It's once again, it's getting back to the argument of he's saying that the pro, he's not saying the problem is stoners. I'm giving no, him that much credit. No, he's saying that most of the val- the violence that we see around drug trafficking is involving marijuana, and he has to scratch his head. You know, as we're seeing many states wanting to legalize marijuana. It's something that he said in a radio interview. So it's very – he's basically connecting From all a police the majority of the violence is connected to marijuana. But that feels so backwards you know, ma- to go, oh, other, con- other states are legalizing it and not having problems and getting tax revenue from it. All the violence that we're seeing in the drug trade is involving this drug. So legalize- legalization – would theoretically at least let, let's admit that it would put a crutch in their step. Okay, it would hinder their ability to function well. Up until recently, you could do more time for marijuana in New York than you could for cocaine. Yes, I had heard that story. Like all the cops are on cocaine, or a lot of them. Uh, no, this is something like I worked in after hours when I lived in New York, and my. Old boss ended up working at one that was like right near the, um, right near the uh, police academy, and he, like, all the fucking the cadets are there getting fucking coked out of their mind. Well, it gets back to what we talked about last week. Like, it's cop to cop because I had cops walk by sm- us smoking joints down in Chelsea. How long ago though? A couple like this is months ago. Yeah, exactly. So and I'm talking about like ten years ago. Oh, ten yeah, no, ten years fucked. ago they're throwing you up against a wall. You're going that right down to Central Booking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But that we're not t- this isn't 10 years ago. This is now. This summer we I live walked here now. through New York City this summer and I smell weed everywhere. Oh yeah, I smelled weed all over New York yeah, I this did last a, year. I did a year and a half probation for uh getting dimed out and set up and they didn't even actually get it from me, but it was like a half an eighth of weed in, when I was 20, 19, 20 years old. Oh, wow. <sighs> in New York or? No, Philly. In Philly. Yeah. Well, that's very close. Philly is close. Yeah, it, it, Philly's kind of. It, it's Pennsylvania's New- kind of decriminalized. It's New York without a good view of the ocean, kind of. <laughs> you know, it's Philly's kind of. More history, less. Uh, lots of history. Lots of history. Lots of history. It's the original capital. Yeah, I mean, no, Philadelphia is Philadelphia is kind. Of, it's a weird city. I, it's there's a lot of great, wonderful history, and then there's just there's also a lot of places that you Shit. don't. Yeah, there's a lot of bad. It's yeah. there's it's like the, it's like the worst seesaw in the world. It's just only completely higher. So you've been low. to Philadelphia? Yeah, a few times. Okay, a few times been to Philadelphia. Food is wonderful. The food is really fucking good. Yeah, indeed it is. It is. It's really, really, uh, and Pennsylvania's decriminalized now. I believe is it? Yeah. So uh, decriminalized, not recreational. So is it recreational no, or medical? No, no, no. no. It's and just decriminalized. I, I believe med- medical. Oh, they might. They do. Might, do we, like, can we check that real quick with Pennsylvania? What do they have medical or? Uh... It's. Recent. I know they don't have. Same with Florida. Florida now, you, if you get caught with an ounce or under, it's a hundred dollar fine. Wow. Yeah, which is great. I just moved out of Florida like three well, years ago. Of course. Well, considering I just saw that uh, it looks like medical marijuana uh, – oh, medical. Pennsylvania is medical. Mm-hmm. There you go. And Pretty cool. I'm yeah. happy. I'm, I, I feel good about my state. Well, we just talked about it last week uh, that now 50 percent – Is it decriminalized too? 50 percent of territories of the United States have 
legalized either recreational or medical marijuana because we're including Guam. It's pretty great. And, and Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico said I, no, but I didn't Guam think that uh, no, we'd be this far DC in my life. Guam. Yeah, DC and Guam. Said I, yes. I thought maybe I'd be an old man uh, before it was de- decriminalized or f- legal. Uh, and we live in a state that's pretty uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, and when I say state, I don't just mean California. I mean the country. Uh, well, we talked about this general, last week, although that it. does get us back to the topic that we were saying because we were you know, talking about the New York commissioner and they do need to have some legalization in New York because it's ridiculous. It would get rid of the drug trade. But here in uh, California with our vote, uh, we talked about the police being on board uh, not legalizing. But that was kind of an of course thing that was expected. But the Teamsters jumped on board. With them as in well California. in California to try and block our legaliza- our recreational legalization. Yeah, and that's and even Hillary Clinton is saying that drugs can't be legalized because they're too profitable. Well, I mean, that's yeah. if you're taking weed as a drug. That, that sure reeks of a Bernie supporter comment, but no, you know, they're too profitable. Meaning, like they that's why the the police and and the um, the prison guards unions. They, they make money off people being put away for this. There is, there, you know, this is. There will that's always. That's what her comment means. Her comment's not like it's. Pro- I, I if we legalize it, how is it not? I mean, I think we've been saying for a very long time. Why don't you go after the real criminals, man? And if we actually give them the right to go after the real criminals, man. They're still going to be making the same amount of arrests. They now will just have less laws to have to enforce and they'll get to enforce the other laws that we deem worse more. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. But I mean, you know, it's a good thing to have, uh, you know, it really mellows out the, uh, the prison population when you have a bunch of weed heads in there. That is true. Kind of you even, know, it, it chills things keel. out a little bit. <laughs> Everything's a little bit more, but you know what? I have a feeling that the finan- I have a feeling that weed is bullshit. I have a feeling that the financial crime dudes that will now be throwing, be getting thrown in jail because we're not going after the weed heads, they might mellow shit out too. You know, they're going to be very like the white collar class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll mellow shit out because they'll just be really hoity-toity and like teaching dudes how to crush crackers into making toppings for a salad. <laughs> you know, they'll fucking they'll enrich. It'll be good. I love yeah. crackers. Yeah. Crackers are wonderful. Prison crackers, they're delicious. They're very, very crunchy. I've, I've never either. I'm assuming. Is there anything like saltine? Is, oh. that, is that another? Is that another term for white butthole? Because <laughs> if that's the case, they're going to love it Crushed in prison. Crackers. <laughs> no, but so you said crackers are delicious. Yeah, crackers are delicious. So <laughs> I, th- that's, that's in a, my <laughs> opinion, in my opinion, I don't think that's that this, what Big Worm said. I don't think this drastically your, makes our prison population your, go down because I your think cellmate. I think there are plenty of criminals that are still breaking laws that are not being caught because we're busy enforcing drug laws we don't need to enforce. I think everyone would agree that. So they could arrest other people. There are still people to arrest. Yeah, there's other stuff going on. Yeah, there's other shit. There's always going to be something. Yeah, we, especially in a city like Los Angeles. There's always. Yeah. There's always. I guarantee you I can't take a breath without five illegal things happening within a mile radius of me. That's because you're within a mile radius of you and you're doing five illegal things. Well, <laughs> listen, don't split hairs with me. All right? I don't need that. But the Teamsters jumping on board, that, boy, that just reeks – like, do the Teamsters really want to enforce that fucking mobster stereotype that they've been holding on to for their entire existence? I guess it must be true. You know, they don't want to put themselves out of business. That, that's all I can think about. Are the Teamsters? 
Why? If anyone driving a truck having lower back issues, fucking weed usually doesn't impair driving. Yeah. But when you go from medical to recreational, then they can't smoke on the job anymore. Then they're just it's just like being drunk on the job rather than having your medicine. Right. That's- and that does make slightly more sense. I do understand that. But uh, hey, remember, they can. Uh, it, it's not hypocritical just because you change your mind later. I caught you know, a teamster change. dishing a fucking flask underneath a seat. So if they're already drinking, like are you a cop? <laughs> no, he's a drunk and he can smell it. I'm just kidding. No, I mean but he was someone over. And you're he like, wasn't you know. being that. He wasn't being that coy about it. Like he was just he, like I was getting in the the transpo van at the end of the day, and he was like, "All right, we're taking you back to the like." He was just tucking it away. Tough day at work, there, buddy. I be, listen. That's what teamsters do. They sit in cars all day long. It's, at least on the film set, because you know, teamsters, if it has wheels and a motor and it moves, uh, you can't move it without a teamster. That's why they say if you want to shut down Hollywood, the teamsters walk off set. Hollywood shuts down. It can't move. It legally can't move. Oh wow! So they, it's this is a union that holds a lot of power in some ways, but. Uh, Boy, yeah, you they know some wise guy ways. But they also, I mean, they they've got some interesting rules. I'm not speaking poorly of the Teamsters because every Teamster I've ever met has always been the nicest person in the world. They're they're wonderfully nice people. But they also have this rule where it's like you hire your transpo captain, he tells you how many people you have to hire, and you don't get to say no to that number. Right. If you're a union shoe, he's like, we need nine drivers, and you're like, okay, and that's the end of the conversation. So a lot of power jumping behind the no thing, but it's everyone that everyone expects, and I think it's old world. I don't think that I don't think the Teamsters and the police are going to really sway shit here. Well, it says that they're opposing it because of concerns around how cannabis would be transported and distributed. So because they they want it to be handled in the, in the way that you know. They want a cut. Yeah. They want a bigger cut. That's always what it is. Basically. They're fucking mobsters. I'm, I can't say that. I can't say, I, I work in the film industry. I could, I'm going to get fucking lynched by these people. Yeah, we don't have that many listeners. I'll be fine. Uh, they really, they like, they run their shit in this kind of mob-ish mentality of fuck you, pay me. Uh, oh, you, oh, you want legal marijuana? Fuck you, pay me. Yeah, that's what they're all saying. Oh, wow. Isn't that what legal marijuana is kind of about right now? I, listen, that was why you had $90 for two grams in Washington State the first time I was up there. And now the prices have gone back down because they've figured their shit out. But this and, is the problem. And the percentage of – they're keeping the pr- – the prices have leveled out. So like an eighth is like 45 bucks at a legal dispensary or in Spokane when I went to Spokane. But – of what I spent at that dispensary, it showed me what the tax breakdown was. And I spent like 180, well, it's collective, but we spent like $180 and uh, it was like almost $70 of that went to taxes. Wow. So if you're thinking about the person that's producing it and how much they're shelling out and it just changes. I'll give you my opinion on this and you can tell me if I'm wildly off here. In, in an analogy of something that happened a few years ago, uh, actors went on strike because of, uh, quote-unquote, new media. Uh, that was like the Netflix shit and all of that stuff, wanting to get this bigger slice. The writer's strike? No, uh, yes, the writer's strike. Excuse me, sorry, writer's strike. And uh, so here was the thing. Because at, when SAG went in to negotiate on that, we got hosed 
in that contract. We don't get much money for all of the internet plays and the Netflix and all that. We don't get that much money. But here's the thing. If we had like a lot of people seem to be their problem, like the Teamsters here going, we want our slice. If we had gone in and gotten our slice before these Netflixes and these Hulus and these Amazons had gotten off the ground and gotten successful television shows under their belt and built the business to be a viable business. Listen, next time there's a contract negotiation, believe me, SAG will ask for their slice now that the business is viable. But people like the Teamsters saying that their opposition to this is the fact that we want our slice now. You know, listen, man. Let the business become viable. Let's see what the income revenue really can be. And yeah, that's a sweet deal for the businesses up front. But giving them that sweet deal means that they can be in business for a long time and give you a slice for a long time when we know what the profit ratio is. Jumping in early and everyone going, let's chop up the slices before we even know what it is. It fucking kills things. Oh. If we had done that before well, yeah, with Netflix, Nef- if we had done that before with Netflix and everyone had jumped in and asked for their big slice of money, we wouldn't have Daredevil. We wouldn't have House of Cards. We wouldn't have those shows. Right. They wouldn't exist. Am I crazy on this? Or I, I feel like Teamsters back the fuck off. All right, let's move on. Let, let's let's get into the fun one. Restaurant tours getting a lesson in cannabis. So the nation's largest. Uh, wait, scroll back up to the top so I can read the the, the headline on this one. Uh, come on, scroll up, you stoner. I'm not. It's not. It's there we slow. go. Can- <laughs> cannabis cook stars head to Chicago for a National Restaurant Association show. So there's this big uh, convention for restaurant tours that's going on in Chicago, and they're having a panel. For cannabis cooking. It's great. It's fucking awesome. I, I've been saying this for a lot. Tell me how awesome it would be if you got to go to a restaurant for a night and have like, like, like weed and wine and food pairings. Like someone's like, this is a filet mignon rubbed in espresso and cannabis. And here's a vaporizer of Blue Dream that pairs wonderfully with it. And a white Zinfandel that'll just sparkle on your tongue. I go right now. I want that so bad in my life. That just sounds fucking awesome. Did you see in Chelsea that new show she has on uh, Netflix? Mm -hmm. Uh, And Fortune Feimster talks about it in her set. About her, they went to dinner, and Fortune doesn't really smoke barely ever, and uh, she doesn't really eat weed food, even though she has a record. And they uh, they had these gourmet chefs come in and make everything, the whole meal. It was like a a multiple, I don't know, twelve course meal with weed in it, with weed, Amazing. and it was all different things. So you could, it's on, it's like the first episode of the Chelsea Show on, on Netflix now. Yeah, there's a there's a I've, I've been seeing it in my news feed recently. One of those, and now this kind of video clips. I think of this guy who talks about you know he. He comes. He goes to people's houses and he does these cannabis infused meals of multiple courses, and it's very low dosage, yeah. so that you can eat a lot. Better be. It can't be. I can't. I don't want to get stoned off of weed food. I don't like edibles because it just throws me. Uh, yeah. But if it's cooked like with the flavor, with you know, as long as I'm not getting rocked, mm-hmm. I'm good. Like maybe at the end of the meal, I'm super. I'm super stoned. I'm super mellow. But maybe like that's at the end. What like, he was saying was like I, the feeling I get. After if I remember it correctly, he was saying it was like it was usually about thirty milligrams for a for a course, which like the lowest dose candy bar you can get is fifty usually. Right. So it's below that even. 
and then you get a few courses. So you're going to be stoned by the end of the night. Right, which is ideal. But I mean, it's not one of those big bam whap you you in the face. You give me great food and let me smoke some weed. Like while I'm eating here and there, like I do normally, like yeah, I'll that's... order food and then I'll go outside on the curb and I'll smoke some weed and then I'll come back in and I'll have some really good food and then I'll go outside and smoke later. Well, that's what I would really love. I would really love rather than the infusing the food in the it into the cooking, I would love a place where it's like, okay, this is a wonderfully cooked filet mignon and this is a weed vaporizer that we feel like the taste yeah. pairs wonderfully. Yes. And a wine to go with it. That's like, good enough. No, that's that, definitely that would happen be awesome. Yeah. Because there's so many different terpenes and, and flavor, you know, spectrum of different types of weed and lemon. Yeah, a, a good chef like slash chemist. Blueberry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know how they even, uh, what is that? Um, gastronomy, molecular gastronomy. Yeah. Oh, Every, God. They have the fucking flavor foam and shit. I'm like, what is this? Can I that, that, shit, that shit to me, I love that's, it. that's it, no, like I mixologists. I'm, I'm like, it, come on, it. man. <laughs> but I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I eat it. I'm like, oh, every biscuits every, foam every time I oysters. Every time I see that, I'm like, it's the same thing with the mixology bars. I'm like, wasn't fucking, wasn't drinking and eating good enough? Did we have to... I'm well, actually. I'm. You know what? I take that back. I'm immediately reversing because I just realized I bought a pressure cooker because I said it's better to cook with science than heat. Yeah. So I guess I'm wrong. I yep. guess I. I guess I'm a hypocrite. And this is I? getting big. Like the the cannabis kitchen cookbook. Um, it's super which, cool. Which is uh, which was number one release on both gourmet cooking and urban spice condiment cooking, and also number four on Denver's bestseller list. Yeah. So that's like that. And I've read through some. And what I like these, about these, the cookbook is it follows my principle of. Go with some go with earthy flavors because earthy yeah. is what weed blends in with. Putting it in sweet shit like chocolate just doesn't make sense. Earthy sweet, not I good. wouldn't mind uh some uh a big old cotton candy looking nugget. Uh <laughs> You know, like a, like <laughs> cotton candy, but it's nugget. No, there's cotton like, candy out. Already. I've seen the cotton candy, but I, but oh, once really? again, I, I can't I do the sweet, the sweet and the earthy of weed. To me, that's a that's a contrasting flavor. Right. Sweet goes with heroin. Everyone, that's the more that's the What's my fi- my personal favorite thing to do for anything heroin. edible? I get uh, I get a marijuana infused olive oil. Okay, and. I'll get pot like if I ever go to an Italian restaurant and I get pasta and I take some home, I'll mix it in there. I'll I I take the pan and I heat it up and I put some of the olive oil in there and then I refry it in that yeah. and eat it. And not only is it better than when it was in the in the fucking restaurant, high as fuck, right? Which is also wonderful to be. <laughs> so I it, that. Italian food. That's what I think marijuana goes wonderfully in. It goes wonderfully in Italian food. I don't think it should go in anything else. Give me some matzo ball soup. <laughs> Weed matzo ball soup. I wonder – I don't know how you could do it lightly, in matzo Lightly. Because it's like But it is kosher because we talked about that last well, It is. Week. It is kosher. Marijuana is kosher. Kosher for, kosher for Passover and kosher. Have you tried the kosher weed? Uh, like the strain yeah. kosher kush? Yeah. No, I have not. It's There's pretty good. A, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Huh. Kosher Kush. Yeah. It's like vegan velvet. Pretty good. <laughs> I will never smoke vegan velvet on principle. That's on that's just on pure principle. I, I It's like I wedding cake. It's I good. don't have a meal without something having to get like even even if I'm not eating meat, I'm eating eggs. Like that's I'm I'm the worst. In every meal, is that what you're talking about? Every meal. 
Really? You eat meat in every meal? Or eggs. Well, I consider if eggs kind of If meat. it's not meat, it's eggs. Quite uh, the carnivore. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I, I'm starting to switch to more chicken uh, and turkey. I'm trying to lay off the beef, do some bison instead. I love bison. But, uh, yeah, no, That's something. What she said. I need to know something gave, <laughs> gave for me to eat, you know, not just, you know, a plant. I've never been a big, you know, fruit. And, I drink smoothies because I don't even really like fruits and vegetables. Oh, I and love like, fruits I know, and vegetables. I know I need to have them in my body, so I just blend them up into a big cup in the morning and chug them as fast as I can. Oh, I love them. So I don't have to taste them. I just, I just hate there's so much sugar in it. Yeah. If there yeah. wasn't so much sugar, I'd eat it just down it all the time. Well, smoothies are better than juice. I mean, juicing once in a while or if you're sick and you're trying to reset your body is good, but – there's, yeah, no you, there's no in fiber it, in it, and it just, you know, it's straight sugar. I even feel it in my teeth. I, I don't juice. I do the the, the Vitamix. So, so, yeah, yeah, I do so the you, Vitamix. I blend it. You still get the I fiber st- out of I it. I still get the fiber. I just, I don't want to chew it. I, I just want to glug, glug, glug. It's gone. I, I, and I throw mm-hmm. some mango in there so I don't have to fucking taste everything <laughs> that I put in there. Because if you put enough mango in anything, I had some mango last night. It was mango. perfect. Mango's wonderful. Mango, yeah. I love you, mango. 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 Mango makes you get higher. Did you know that? I did not know that, but I get stoned. I go to Whole Foods and I get that mango. Like every slice of mango at that Whole Foods salad bar is perfectly ripe. Really, yeah. unbelievable. That's a that's a that's a rousing endorsement. Man- yeah, mangoes. and I am not I'm not all Whole Foods, but you know that salad bar is something else. Yeah. Mangoes increase the effects of marijuana. Yeah. What else do mangoes do for you? Well, they're just they're just wonderful. It's just they're just delicious. I feel like I get a a, a burst of energy when I eat. It has mercy and terpenes. Yeah. All right. So getting back to the story, so the, the panel that they're having at this, it is. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it uh, up in Chicago, but uh, what the name? Yeah, the name it's, of the convention. Like it's, oh, it's, it's a, a it's big a convention. National Restaurant Association convention. Yeah. Yeah. Not not that NRA. Different NRA. <laughs> this is the good NRA. We like this NRA. <laughs> the other NRA, fuck them. But this is, this the, is a this good NRA. This is the NRA. one that makes you fat in the gut, not fat yeah. in the pockets. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's a, this is a big deal for them to acknowledge that this is going to be something in the future. Because right now, if you think about it, this is a very forward-thinking panel to have because it's not legal yet to include weed in any restaurant menu yet. As far as I know. But they know that that's something that will happen in the future. There's definitely The future is now, my friend. The future is now. (laughs) It's happening. We are living it. This is the future. We talk about it all the time, the the things that have been coming out since like the recreational states where there's like weed spas and weed weddings and weed florists and – all like that. You course, and, the, you be and these weed florists, you're oh, always bringing down. up your fucking weed. F- this dude no, was no. making weed boutonnieres. That yes. was it. Was just an. And by the way, it was pretty. You had to supply the weed yourself. Well, I was gonna say, where's no, that, all that weed coming? That's got to be a lot of. You weed. had to supply it the weed yourself. Say that. Yeah, How much it weed did. Does it take it to did. Make a, uh, I remember. I read it. A corsage. Of you weed. Ha- you had to provide the weed yourself, and he's spraying it with chemicals, so you're not gonna ever be able to smoke it. Oh, that should you. That's how you should sell. You should be. Able, that's when you get. You give it and you smoke it. That's how you know you're married. Ah. Once it's smoked, right? Everyone sits there and they just. Puff on Straight it like from sage. your bouquet to your bowl. Yeah, buds and no, I guarantee when you click on that, they're like, by the way, don't smoke the weed. <laughs> Let I, me see these pictures. How cool. 
They're they're beautiful. Wait, is that made of weed? Yeah, it's weed it and looks like look flowers. that in a succulent. Do you really find that beautiful? The uh, one with all the orange a true and stuff? boutonniere. What? Yeah, look at Can you blow it up? Sure. Pot, poppies, and pearls. Can you blow it up? I mean, that that is a lovely bouquet of flowers with okay. three nugs yeah. of weed dropped he, on yeah, top of it. I thought that it was like weed like spray painted to look like flowers. No, that was just three nugs of yeah, like Exactly like yeah. I said when we first talked about this place. So you <laughs> can make a really nice bouquet of weed and just like sprinkle a couple nugs on it. How is that? This is a weed boutonniere, as you're saying now. <laughs> it's just a boutonniere. It's just a boutonniere with a nug of weed in the middle of it. Like, it's I, great. You don't think that's cool? Is it's it great. though? Is it though? It's a stoner that could put together a website and didn't do like, hey, why don't I don't know? Don't use the flower. Make it look like it. I want a ruling from another man. Do you the, think that these are beautiful, or do you think that these are? I think it could be more creative, little, and uh, there's there needs to be I think more it's follow through. There needs to be more follow through in this. I, I think yeah. I, I I mean, if he if someone grew weed to like like this size, like a nugget, right, and then yeah. flowered it the right way so that it created something that you could use, like in a this baseball respect. size, yeah, or even smaller, you know, or what, like or a not bigger. a not trimmed. Yeah, exactly. Like, like if so you trim the weed, fresh. To, yeah, like if you got a big bush and you trim it the right way, you could make it look like Mickey Mouse, right? Why not do that? With this, why are you, they're skimping out, they're cheaping out. Sorry, they're like stapling the uh, yeah. The they weed just to it. Oh, this is a lovely bouquet of flowers. There's a nug there, there's a nug there, and a nug there, and all. Yeah, it's, I feel like they're ripping people off. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not behind it yet. Yeah, I like the idea of the business, but I don't like the execution yet. I agree. I'm sorry. I it's mean, if it was fre- if it yet. was fresh cut and not a dried little nug that's been trimmed, it would look like the rest of the flowers, mm. but. It it is just nugs stuck in a bouquet, and it kind of looks odd. It looks like one of these things is not yeah, like it looks, <laughs> it looks like you're trying to smuggle in weed into your wedding. Yeah, one of exactly. These things is not quite like, the same. Don't tell mom I brought some weed with me. Don't tell mom or dad. Yeah, dad might want to smoke. Yeah, it's it's like two arms. nugs just stuck on top of a bouquet. Pot and peonies. Those are rankulous, First of all. And those are peonies, but whatever. I just got wow. a little floral wow. on you. Wow, nerd! You know a lot about flowers. Fucking nerd. Sometimes, because she's a broad. You know how broads know about flowers and oh, stuff, fuck right? Right off. It's <laughs> a lot of pollen. Is this the website still? No, I, I'm oh. looking for more. I just wanted to find something prettier because yeah, I now mean, I on. might be. I would some... rather go to pro, pro flowers. Yeah, no, this is not impressive yeah. to me. I'm sorry. All right, so moving along. It feels like a Craigslist ad. This story has been on our docket for a long time. April has really, really, really wanted to get to it. So uh, this is a story in uh, – who was the the magazine? Was it – It's Elite Daily. Elite Daily. The horrifying experience of accidentally eating shrooms instead of weed. Boy, that is. I mean, now, <laughs> I've been wanting to talk about this. This for weed a week. tastes like shit. <laughs> I mean, well, it all tastes like. They, obviously, the story goes on. Like we don't. Shit. We don't need to go through the whole. St- Suffice it to say, he tripped balls and he wasn't expecting to. Oh, it's not a good feeling. <sighs> Accidentally ingesting drugs when you were thinking that there was something else. It's like taking a sip of a coke and realizing it's Pepsi. <laughs> Is I'm it sorry, the, I'm sorry. Sprite, Sprite, Sprite. <laughs> Coke and Sprite, not Coke and Pepsi. 
Hook up up is too similar. No, it's, it's more like taking a sip of Coke that, uh, that, Bill that has acid gave you. in it. No, that has acid in it. That's what it is. It's no, that the, was like my New Year's. Yeah, that was yeah. your New Year's when you're like, oh, I'll have a sip of Jameson. Huh, this tastes like acid. No, it Eight had no l- taste. And it was like 45 minutes later, I was fucked up. Uh, yeah, that's not a good thing. I saw, I looked back at like my Snapchats and videos and was like, oh, that's what happened to my evening. Oh, see, yeah, that that's. That's what that. Which, did by play, the way, did I play that for you? Yeah, you played a few of them for me. It was like I, Julie found a joint in the bathroom, fucking New Year's, and then I like looked back at the timestamp, and it was like seven forty-five p.m. At what? <laughs> at, I'm just curious when you because with acid it's a little different because usually sometimes with acid you can taste it, but at what point did you know? Uh oh, I didn't know. You didn't know until you were in the trip, like, I uh, No, I was just faded, and I didn't, I don't know, I had been drinking, too, and then I guess, I don't think I had that many I used to get spots. I used to get uh, no, visual that, spots before. No, that, that, no, but then when I got, I got, that was a little bit later that night, too, and that was, that, And I that felt, one you meant to I've, take? That's uh, debatable. <laughs> 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 it, it, it involved a sweet kiss. <laughs> and i and i just remember being on the floor uh, hey now but no not during the that was later it was just kind of very comfortable down there that's all i was on the floor i was very embarrassed at the end i was like oh man well but i but was it worse because you good, didn't expect it to happen or like what was the yeah it was kind what of what was the process of thought of finding out uh oh! Like, what was that process of thought? Um, it was kind of like it was there, and then I tried to take it out and give it to someone else, and they were like, "No, I'm good." And I was like, "All right," and I just put the rest of it back in my mouth as it was dissolving, and then I was like, "This is this is happening." No, I'm talking about going into the beginning, like when you when you drank the Jameson that you didn't know had the acid in it. I, like, I, did, I but I only had a little bit of that. But still, like, what was that thought process like when you first started realizing, "Holy fuck, I'm." I'm high on something I didn't mean to be high on. No, I didn't notice because I was like stoned and drinking and stuff. And then, but just it was, I don't, I don't know. It's all patchy. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be be like, uh, I saved my Snapchats though. I was like, look, I looked back at my evening and I was like, oh. Have you, has anything like this ever happened to you, Richie? I've never been, we were talking about that. I've never really been dosed without me knowing. What? So, and, uh, sorry, am I not speaking close enough? You're pointing. No, I was pointing at, I dosed, dosed or, I don't know. What do you mean? I think she's insinuating maybe this might have happened to you <laughs> once. To me? No, yeah. it's never happened. I've never been dosed. Like that. <laughs> I mean, I smoked angel dust one time. <laughs> but, it, like, that's different than acid or mushrooms where you completely Did lose you know control. you were? I, I didn't know what was, ha- was it going to happen. I was like, damn, that tasted sweeter than weed and then like we started tripping out uh okay maybe it was it was actually very quick shortly after the 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 spot i was like i'm not stoned like off of weed and then she was like oh yeah it's angel dust that's wet is what we call in philly uh and uh i had one friend who literally he just ran off and danced and until you know he probably lost 35 pounds that night (laughs) and then i had one friend who kind of wandered off, and then he said he couldn't see any people, right? So it was just an empty warehouse. It was like a party, uh, and he didn't see any people. So he just kind of sat in the corner the rest of the night. 
I partied. I was like, I want to dance. I want to drink. Uh, and I was super young. And I just drank so much booze and beer. They had it was actually not booze. It was just kegs at this underground party. <laughs> so uh, I was a minor, and I just drank and drank and drank and drank and drank. And I remember I was just like, all of a sudden, I got the spins. And when you're high on PCP, <laughs> first of all, like you things are spins. very yeah, <laughs> and everything's brighter. Yeah. Uh, so it was like I was pushing myself into like a, a, a mode of dehydration. Uh, and uh, I remember that I couldn't find any more water. Did you so. take your clothes off? I did not take my clothes <laughs> off. Actually, the coolest thing did ever anybody? happened is I found both of my buddies. Yeah. I've, I've taken it. I've taken MDMA a few times, and certainly wound up like just like I mean, because I I have a house, I got a backyard with trees surrounding. I'm like, I'm gonna take a bathrobe and sit ass naked outside and just fantastic enjoy that. That, yeah. that, that is wonderful. No, but if you like that. I was talking about this the other day with and I've never been so fucked up that I've taken my clothes off and that's it. like where I've seen people get real fucked up and just drip butt ass naked. Like I, I had a friend. I don't have to be messed up. Ah! I feel like every acts. I feel like, like no, no. I feel like seventy five percent of accidental doses, <laughs> like where you didn't mean to dose and you got no. dose. I think like seventy five percent of those wind up naked. Let me tell you a story about I. I had April, to- did you wind up naked at the end of that no. New Year's night? Don't lie to me. No. Don't. Oh, no. I don't Her believe eyes are moving you. like she's no. not thinking about it. No, yeah. I, was gonna, I was trying to tell you about, okay, this, I threw, uh, did I threw it, did this. Did a nipple threw, come out? Did a nipple come out? Uh, no. Oh, God, I don't believe her. Yeah, it was, it was not, it was not lonely, though. It was not a lonely nipple. <laughs> uh, okay. um, so anyways, uh, no, I want to tell you, sir, I threw this show, and it was like comedy, and it had like bands after, and we all went to a friend's house after, and there was some blow there, and a friend's husband did a bunch of that blow, and I don't know, he shared it with someone, but I guess he didn't, his thing wasn't to do blow, so he didn't, he just kept doing it, and the next thing you know... He came out with just a sock on his dick at a party. It, nice. It was pretty awesome. I remember there was. I, just, I like anytime I see a cock sock like thing, I send her a picture of it, and she starts. There's laughing. a great story that Kevin Nash just recently <laughs> amazing. just recently told about Ric Flair, and he said Ric Flair was drunk, but I know because they're talking about like the '90s that Ric Flair was on coke. Uh, and he told the story about Ric Flair going down into a lobby of a hotel that they were in, and there were a bunch of balloons down there because there was some big meeting or something. And he stole a bunch of the balloons and went up to his hotel room and put on like the sparkling Ric Flair jacket yeah. and got ass naked underneath it and and like put up the balloons under his jacket and tied one of the strings to his dick and just ran out into the <laughs> lobby and opened the jacket and the balloons explode out and there's the one tied on his dick <laughs> as it pulls along, like somewhere down in like Mexico or something like that. And then he went back in the elevator and went back upstairs. <laughs> oh my hilarious. God. Like sto- Any story that involves just like a good puppetry of the penis joke, I'm like, ah, like, like if a dude walked out into a party with a sock on his dick and it was like... I, I'd laugh. I, I I'm the dude who'd be like. I'm the dude who'd find that hilarious. Is that weird? Am, am I? Would you laugh, Richie? Uh, I would laugh. Uh, I don't know. I'd be first. I did you laugh? Kind of April, the what? Did you laugh when he walked out with the sock on his? I mean, listen. I know well, Coke. Ma- I've heard Coke makes it hard to laugh. Anyways, I wasn't coked out. That was Coke makes there- it hard to have. Put a dick, a sock the- on your dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it usually shrivels inside yeah. of you. Um, <laughs> 
No, it was just that it was a mixed. It was a mixed uh, group of people because I invited a lot. They were like old friends, and then like I was at a friend's apartment, and she she's. she's I need you to answer this yes or no. Did you laugh? There were some dudes that got really pissed off about it and were like, yo, man, that ain't cool. You need to go. And I, I was need just you like, to answer yes or no, April. Did you laugh? Of course I laugh. <laughs> I still laugh about it to this day. I told you, there was like, I know this kid, he's like a gay night promoter and he's got something was like, it was a cock sock thing and it was a, you know, a cartoon of a guy with this, and I, I fucking screenshot of that shit and I sent it to my friend because her husband is the one who did it and they, every time I see something remotely cock sockish, I send it to them <laughs> and we still laugh about it. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. That shit's fucking hilarious to me. That's just wonderfully fucking hilarious. All right. We're moving on to our last story of the day. So uh, there had been a Ford hemp car back in the 70s, but now there's apparently going to be another hemp car being made. A Florida environmentalist hopes his hemp car could lead the charge in making carbon-neutral vehicles. Uh, Bruce Michael Ditz – I'm going to go – Ditson? Uh, yeah. Yeah. A renewed sports cars in Florida has built a stylish uh, sportster with a body frame made of uh, cannabis hemp marijuana's country cousin whose cultivation is an environmentally friendly means of producing biomass, fuels, paper, foods, and fiber-based industrial products. Ford made a car entirely out of hemp a long time ago. Well, don't pass say this shit, you fucking hippie. Be happy that they're bringing it back. Listen, as a car – I'm a car dude. And the car – Looks fucking cool because it kind of it kind of has that Shelby look to it, yeah. That Shelby Cobra. Is there a picture of it? Is that the red car that was up there? Yeah, it was the red car that was up there. Scroll down so we can. It's see called it. Renew Sports Cars. Yeah, but scroll down so we can see the picture of it. Yeah, there it is, right there. Tell it's me an, that's not a little. It's, it's an a, eco cannabis car. It's a what, little sexy. So what is it? It's, so explain to it. What is it? That, that why is it cannabis? It's the, body the body of the car uses a hundred pounds of woven hemp. Huh. So it's not carbon fiber. But a carbon fiber. It is hemp. It's interesting. And it's more dent resistant than steel. That's pretty cool because it, hemp. That uh, Ford made a hemp car, but it was all like the plastic and cloth and yeah. everything but the metal. But this is actually taking place of. Yeah parts that well, could be metal I have, that's pretty rad i go back and forth because there's there's no bigger fan in the world of a steel body car than this man sitting in front of me i love those old steel body cars acknowledging full well it is the unsafest thing that you could physically drive in it dents super easy the dents are a pain in the ass to get out usually getting the dent out is going to mean you're going to need a paint job in that area or a touch up steel body sucks that being said I kind of hate carbon fiber and all that too. Hemp, that's an interesting new idea. I'm kind of into your steel body. I th- oh, oh. <laughs> kind of like your steely body too, Richie. Steely damn. Hey now. <laughs> what about, I, I, you're not really a car person, are you, April? I mean, I, I know a little bit. Not- Who in here can name the three people on Top Gear? Is it only me? Adam Ferrara? No, not the U.S. one, you fucking communist. The <laughs> I, fucking English, the only one. The guys who aren't yeah. there anymore now who are doing the no Netflix. Idea. Yeah. Richard Hammond. Hmm. No idea. Never heard that name before. In my I don't. Life. I, I, I don't have a lot of TV show. I don't have cable, so I watch everything on the internet. So. Top Gear UK, maybe the best car show is ever, it on ever, ever. Yes, it is. I believe it is what on about, Netflix. Uh, comedians driving in cars. 
Get a coffee. That's a pretty good car show. That's a pretty good car show, and I, because it's Jerry, there's some awesome cars on there. But my, I I take issue with Jerry Seinfeld's love of cars because Jerry Seinfeld's love of cars is love of Porsches, and I I do not have faith in a car lover whose favorite car is a Porsche because. Uh, it, it, go to the car the car expo every one year when it's in LA and go to the Porsche exhibit and find me two different car designs. You, right. you can't. Every car looks the same. They've always looked the same. They're boring look. I, no, they have some different. No, ones. they don't. They're all that rear mount slope uh, I hood like the back. Bug look. It's there. I. Meh. I'm, I've seen a. If you've seen one Porsche, you've seen them all. The only difference with Porsche is usually the engine in there. You can't tell the difference f- looking at the front of a Carrera or a 911. Their hybrid's Car- pretty ballsy. Yeah, it is. The the, the Their hybrid, hybrid is, is ballsy. The hybrid is pretty ballsy. I got uh, they. I got to do this thing. It was called the uh, Porsche World Roadshow, and they were going. It was at uh, fucking Patriots Fox Foxborough Stadium. <laughs> Gillette Another Stadium. reason that I hate Porsche. Fuck off. See, I don't. I got I, to drive. I didn't need drive another reason, around, but there it is. I, had to, I got to drive around, whip a bunch of different Porsches. It was pretty cool. In in in, in Foxborough in Foxborough Stadium. That sounds terrible. Yeah, no, that sounds not awful. in the stadium. It was in the fucking parking lot. Yeah, no, that sounds awful. Yeah, that whatever. sounds like that sounds stupid. So if it was the Jets. Porsches and Patriots together, what a what a what a wonderful combination. Yeah, so of someone, things. so if someone oh, said to you, hey, I got, I got tell Tom Brady to accept his. I got two suspension. tickets for this football game, and you could drive a Porsche. You're not going to go. It was off season. It was in the summer. It was I, just using the uh, space. And no, if it, if I was, I'd be like, "What's the car and what's the team?" And if they were like Porsche Patriots, I'd be like, "Yeah." If you had said Lamborghini, if you had said Lamborghini nah, and going. Jets, I'd be there. You're if going you every would, day. I, no, 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 not a chance, not a chance. Uh, and no, they let so, us whip it, and then there was actually a time where I had to. Where they gave us helmets. Oh, so I, the we most got to, to like punch them. No, we I had to punch it. it the good. reason why I got to when I was in Vegas one time with with my good buddy Riff Hutton, we went to the uh, the speedway out there, and I got to get behind the wheel of a Lamborghini Aventador, and after that car, Porsche can lick every nut in the world. That car, you want to talk about balls. The big boss on you a know, car. Uh, that was amazing. I've never. I don't know anything about cars. My family does. My dad used to get into like restoring, and uh, he had a like thirty-two rolls that was like the wooden shooting breaker, or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he was restoring that, and then my brother used to work at uh, when he was a kid, volunteer at this auto body shop, classic. And uh, the guy who owned it sold him. A 52 MG that my brother uh, restored over years and then sold not too long ago, actually. Yeah. I Listen, I would buy a hemp car. Like, that would be something that would interest me. I like – I love old cars, but I love new cars too. It's pretty cool. It's sporty. It's cool. It's $200,000, so I can't – or he paid sunk 200000 into his prototype. Uh, so I got to imagine this is going to be an expensive car. I probably can't afford it, but uh, – uh, he said he sunk 200k into making his prototype. Yeah, but it also runs on biofuel, so that's good. And the fact that the body of the car is dent resistant and yeah. not made of metal, it's going to 
fly. It's going to be light as shit. Mm-hmm. Or light as a feather, rather. Not shit's not very light. Yeah, no, shit is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now, if only I could drop a few nugs in the engine and have it run on that, son. Yeah. What no, is it if, what is it if you eat meat, it sinks or floats? <laughs> oh, that would be so. And by the way, it was uh, Henry Ford's 1941 hem car. Yeah. So it wasn't the 70s. It was the 40s was that the he made 40s, a hem car. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Come a long way. Come a whole long and way. And that also ran on hemp fuel. And, uh, but it was not much of the paneling. Yeah. I, just, I, I mean, the hemp fuel is a hard thing because, you know, I mean, you want to go fast, man. People still – you still need something with more explosive right. power to it. But uh, eh. I, we're going to push. Something's going to happen. I, I, I have a, I have a feeling, uh, you know, hybrid technologies, hybrid technology kind of, I feel like was a step back because it put a bandaid on the, uh, gas industry and the petroleum industry. And those batteries are so bad for the environment and they only last 10 years and there's no plate. Like they can't, can't bury it. You can't, you know, you can't bury it. Yeah. There's like no, they have to yeah. like be disposed of properly. Yeah, there's no. They're fucked up. Yeah, they're not very good. So and then, and then the whole thing with like biofuel is for just to run our country, we need a cornfield the size of Africa. Yeah, just so I like the whole idea of people using recycled oil from like deep fryers and God things like that. God forbid we genetically modify that corn to grow a lot bigger, but you know, I'm just well, saying. Well, or we just fucking start vertically gardening and going to the Each sky. Each kernel is as big as the uh... – Yeah, as big microphone. as a microphone. You're damn right. Listen, I, that's that's why we – a lot of people don't realize like that's what GMOs were made for. It was because we couldn't feed everyone in yeah. the country if we didn't modify the food to be bigger so that we could feed everyone. No, it's not always modifying it to be bigger. Sometimes it's modifying it to Well, and modifying pests, it to not die to from not pests die. and this and that. But you know? there's a theory about food and if you have to farm it, or if you have to do something to it to protect it from pests or fungus that you shouldn't be eating that stuff anyways. You should only eat the stuff that's growing. All right, what. hippie, I'm going to cut you off no, there because we have to wrap called, up the it's show. Called <laughs> it's called non-hybrid fruits and vegetables. Okay, yeah, no, I, I think or, you're... Like I, seedless stuff. That sounds like a hippie thing. They're just more prone to mycotoxins. Yeah, that's a hippie thing. I love seedless uh, world. <laughs> so do I. I don't want to spit out seeds. So, uh, so Richie, what you got promoting? What can we, where can they find you on the Twitters and the... Uh, what show? Richie Lees, R I C H Y L E I S, on everything, including uh, Snapchat. Um, uh, Richard dot Coleman actually. Uh, I think it's just still Richie Lees. Yeah, yeah. Coleman. Yeah, any Coleman's shows? My million. I don't know why it was. Uh, any shows? Yeah, Friday night. I'm at the Brew Yard uh, Brewery in Glendale. And then Saturday, I'm at the Wrigley Chew in. Oh, down in uh, Long Beach. Yeah. That's uh, it's it's gonna be a good time. Uh, Reza Asghari runs that show. I know yeah. with uh, who uh, Stephen Torres. Yeah, it's a good time. They actually they pack out that. It's a backyard show, but they get a lot of people in there, and nice. it's nice. Yeah. It's a good time. And Reza's uh, been on here a few times. Yeah, Reza had. We got to get Reza back Is in he here. Is he down in Long Beach now? No, no he just drives down there for the show. It's that once a month. Cool. So yeah, yeah. What you got uh, coming up there? Um, April. I'm going to be at the spring. Oh, that, this is going to air after that. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go to uh, Tommy Chong's birthday party tomorrow, and I'll tell you all about that. All right. Next so next one. week we get to hear yeah. about yeah. Tommy's daughter, uh, Precious. Tell her I say hi. I'm actually friendly with her. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. She's a comedian. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's a comedy thing, too. Oh. 
Yeah. I, I, uh, Py late June. I heard we're taking our show down to uh, OC, doing it down there. I just, I, I just heard a rumor. Not, so you should get a limo or something. Yeah, I just heard a rumor, not confirmed yet, that uh, Py will be switching now to every first Friday of the month, like oh, that's actually great. becoming regularly the first Friday because we usually jump Is that around. The Hollywood Hotel. Yeah, and that we usually jump around a lot and. There've been months that's made that we had we had a month where like we did a show on the twenty fourth and then the seventh. So it was back to back almost, and that hurt. Yeah. That hurt bad. Like I spent a week in bed after It'd that. Have to one. be the thirtieth or the and the seventh. Yeah, or the thirty first for that to work. Yeah, it was not. It was week back to back though. It was it was pretty back to back. It it was like. It's like two weeks apart, maybe, which is just—it's not enough. You need three weeks at two least. Two weeks apart. Oh no, then, then you got it. Right. Two weeks? No, you guys have done them week to week too, haven't you? No, we only. I think that once again only happened once. once. Yeah. I think that only happened once. But Your when that's not even over yet. Yeah, when that happens, it's miserable. So good news. Uh, moving to that first Friday of every month, possibly knocking wood. We're hoping that's going to happen. Uh, going to be. Where's the OC one going to be? I don't know yet. I can't tell you off the top of my head. God damn it. You know what? Don't fucking push me. <laughs> don't fucking. You're, you're testing my fucking patience, O'Connor. Guess testing me. Uh, other than that, yeah, I got some uh, Reno dates coming up. I'll share with you guys as well as uh, I think some Washington dates coming up too. So yeah, yeah so those are the two states that I seem to get to a lot. Uh, I'm trying to plan something in Florida later this year. So I'll let you guys know about that when I have dates. But thank you so much, Richie, for coming in here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being an awesomely fun guest. We didn't get any beatboxing from you. That's going to have to be a next time yeah, thing. Yeah, next time. It's cool. <laughs> but uh, thank you very much to the Crab Diving Network. Thank you to Rafopolis Studios. Thank you to our listeners. And uh, thank you, April. And uh, He's, uh, <laughs> so humble. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. <laughs>